Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning, everyone. The first reading is a reading from Jeremiah. The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for Israel and Judah all the good things I have promised them. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And in that day, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this will be its name, the Lord is our righteousness. Here ends that reading. The second reading is from Philosians. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill the gaps in your faith. May God our Father and our Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow, just as our love for you overflows. May he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before our God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. Here ends the reading. Our Holy Gospel comes from Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus is speaking. There will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap, for that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. If you were a student in the 1950s, you probably have a strong association with the words duck and cover. For those of you not around in the 1950s, duck and cover was a civil defense education program that 
was promoted when the then Soviet Union began developing nuclear weapons. Children and adults all over the U.S. went through duck and cover drills that taught that you were to immediately duck under your desk or a table and cover your head in the threat of nuclear attack. It makes sense, I guess, that when the threat of chaos and calamity come upon us, we naturally assume a posture of self-preservation. To duck and cover is our human instinct. Well, today in our gospel lesson, Jesus paints quite a picture of chaos and calamity coming upon the earth in the last days. He says there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and the nations will be confused and people will be fainting from fear and foreboding and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. That all sounds pretty dire. And so when Jesus offers instruction on what we are to do when these things begin to take place, we may think, well, a good duck and cover would be in order. But that's not what Jesus tells us to do. Instead, Jesus says, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Yes, you heard Jesus correctly. In the midst of chaos and calamity, in the midst of fear and foreboding, in the midst of the heavens being shaken, resist the urge to duck and cover and instead stand up and raise your heads. Now this little instruction from Jesus is very significant, I think, because it invites us to take on a posture not of fear, but a posture of hope in the midst of the troubles and challenges of this world, to stand with our heads raised is not what the training drills have taught us. It doesn't fit with the narrative of self-protection and preservation, yet it is what Jesus calls us to do. Today we enter the season of Advent, which is a season associated with waiting Advent reminds us that we are living in the in-between time, that time between when Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem and when he will come again, as Luke tells us today, at the end of time. We're waiting between those two events, but even now as we wait, there seems to be plenty of chaos and calamity and fear and foreboding to go around There are days even when the heavens seem to be shaken. The events happening around us can be scary. We may experience a powerful urge to duck and cover. Our fear creates a reaction in us to seek safety and security from all the danger. Come and get me when the mass shootings stop. Come and get me when, the dr- when drugs stop destroying our families and infiltrating our communities. Come and get me when there are no more hate crimes. Come and get me when there is no more danger or violence at our borders. Come and get me when. You fill in the blank of what is keeping you up at night. Come and get me when, but until then, I will be over there assuming the duck and cover position. Lutheran pastor David Lose writes this about fear as he reflects 
on our gospel passage today. He says, the greatest threat against us is fear, fear that drives us to forget who we are, to see people in need as the enemy, and to place securing our safety and comfort above meeting the basic needs of those in distress. Fear is more dangerous than violence because fear can lead us to forget our deepest identity and betray our most cherished values. When you see chaos and calamity, when you see people fainting from fear and foreboding, when the heavens are shaken, Jesus says, stand up and raise your heads Take on a posture of hope. Raise your head so you can see the needs of your neighbor. Raise your head so you can speak for the vulnerable. Raise your head so you can see who's being left behind and forgotten. Raise your head so you can live out of your deepest identity and most cherished values. The time to assume the posture of hope is now. Well, even if you aren't old enough to remember Duck and Cover, you may be old enough to remember Fred Rogers and his TV show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Over the years, Mr. Rogers has tried to help parents talk to their kids when tragedies come. The first time he offered instruction to parents was after Bobby Kennedy was shot. And then over the decades, he continued to help parents talk about chaos and calamity with their children. One of the most helpful things Mr. Rogers said was a story that he actually told about his mother. He said that when he was a little boy, there would be a terrible event recounted in the airwaves or in the newsreels. His mother would always tell him to look for the helpers. Look for the people who are willing to help in a tragedy because as long as there are helpers, there is hope. Today, Jesus calls us out from under our desks and instructs us to be the helpers, to be the people of hope. We are to stand with our heads raised, Jesus says, a posture that allows us to see our neighbors in need. With heads held high, we can search the landscape for those caught in the rubble of crushing fear and injustice. We can see the naked who need to be clothed and the stranger who needs a welcome and the hungry who need to be fed and the prisoner who needs a visit. Now, being people of hope isn't something we do alone. It's who we are called to be as a community of faith. Together we stand with our heads raised, a posture that gives testimony to the hope that is within us and among us. This hope is not something we create on our own from our own store of strength. Our hope comes from the one for whom we are waiting and the one we are watching for, the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That's Jesus Christ, the hope of the world. You see, the one for whom we wait is not someone we need to fear. The one we wait for has already claimed us in love while dying on a cross and is coming again to redeem us. Yes, we may look around and see chaos and calamity. We may see people fainting from fear and foreboding, but that is not the end. We know that the end of the story is not yet here. 
But the end of the story has already been written. And the end of the story has been written by the resurrected Christ, the one that could not be held in the tomb. Now what could be more hopeful than that? And it's because we hope in him that we can come out from under our desks and stand with our heads raised. With faith in the one for whom we wait, we can be a community of light and hope, of courage and confidence that welcomes all of those who struggle with fear and darkness. And we can invite them out from under their desks and tell them about the light that shines in the darkness and that the darkness will never overcome it. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.